the Trailblazer Network, celebrating over 5,000 plays with special guests, Andrew from Softly Speaking Sanskrit. The podcast that I run, the whole reason that we run it is because we like to drink when we play, and we decided, you know, how drunk can we get and still play and make things coherent? I like this. Kyle Ferguson from A-Move TV. Inevitably, in every game, I've played an innkeeper who's male for the girl, or a female who's for the guy, and you got like, hey, can I twirl your hair? <laughs> Christian from Pathfinder Academy. No, I love it. Like, this is what I look forward to every week. Like, I get a day off of work for this. This is why I have my day off. And he's like, I really want to be part of it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ryan from Pathfinder Academy. So I have a toxic personality, so I'm naturally going to highlight something that I did because I need to feed into my own ego. Um, <laughs> we all do. We all do. It's good of you to admit that. And your host, Caleb, founder of the Trailblazer Network. I think we found everything funny that's not in this funny thing here. But you found another one. (laughs) Great job, Christian. Listeners, beware. You're in for some fun. Welcome to the 5,000 Play Spectacular! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special celebratory episode of 5,000 Plays. Let me give everyone a little perspective of what happened here. We started in February. And we got to 2,000 plays like last month. Not even last month, like three weeks ago. I was very excited about this. I said, you know what? We should do a celebratory episode of 2,000 plays. And after two weeks, maybe three weeks of planning, get everything all together, finally sit down to record, we're at over 5,000 plays. Woo. Yay. Oh, I wish we were over 9,000. I could do my terrible Vegeta impression, but we'll have to wait <laughs> for that for another day. I have with me some very special guests. I have Andrew from Softly Speaking Sanskrit. Hello, fellas. You know his pretty voice from maybe like two episodes ago when we did character creation extra credit. For us, it was a while ago. We recorded that a while ago. You guys get to hear him a little bit sooner than we interacted with him. But it's been too long, Andrew. It's, it's been many months. Many months. We also have Kyle Ferguson from AMove.TV. A, a ton of podcasts. Can't even name them all. Oh, thanks for having me. I know I'm kind of cheating because you guys actually have to work to put together your games. I just log into a client, and they just sort of happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It takes no work to get good at competitive multiplayer games. That's for sure. I mean, I just sit down at CSGO, and I'm number one. Right? I I buy the shotgun that I'm ready. I personally inject some of my own spaghetti code right into Riot's clients to play League of Legends. (laughs) And that nerd who has a degree in computer science is Christian, co-professor in Pathfinder Academy. You guys know who I am. I don't need an introduction. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Stop it, you. I'm actually a professional solitaire player on my computer. Uh, I just have LAN parties by myself, uh, just sitting there, Minesweeper Solitaire. That's all you need. It's, come, it's, it's on its way up. MLG Solitaire. I love it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that voice you just heard was Ryan, who Hello. was a guest professor in what episode? Mr. Archivist. Oh, that was The Investigator. The Investigator. That's mm-hmm. right. See, I care about you so much that I memorize. I know, I know. I made such an impact on this channel, and I really appreciate the medal you're handing me right now. Uh, it's very shiny. Very why shiny. Why it's in the shape of Christian's naked body, don't ask. There were some lawyers had to get through some things, but that's what we settled on. I didn't, I didn't pay enough for my lawyers. <laughs> so, guys, uh, everyone here has experience playing all sorts of different uh, role-playing systems. Mine's mostly Pathfinder and a little, little tiny bit of uh, 4.0. Uh, Christian, what have you done? I have done 3.5, I have done Pathfinder, I have done Lasers and Feelings, one of my favorite games, and Dread, 
Audrey. Uh, same as uh, Professor Christian. Uh, I've done. Oh, don't laugh. Yeah, you don't have to call. <laughs> I'm trying professor. to be. I'm trying to be very formal. <laughs> no, let him continue. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> Professor Christian. Yes. Uh, I just me and Professor Christian have played so many games together. Three point five, four point oh, fifth edition. Dread, no. lasers, and feelings, uh, and dark heresy. Feelings, <laughs> gross. Andrew, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> not with you. <laughs> oh, I did have my Christian thought... <laughs> Dakimora with me though for the time. So, <laughs> Andrew, what have you done? Andrew, what have oh. you done? What have you even oh, done? Oh, jeez, what have I done with my life? Um, be sure to list the stuff you haven't. Let's see. Don't answer that question. We don't want to be depressed by <laughs> listing the things we've done with our lives. Let's just stick to, uh, to role playing games. Let's see. I've done. Uh, 3.534 for D&D, Call of Cthulhu, both D20 and the Chaosium, uh, Paranoia, World of Darkness. I, I'm sure I'm missing stuff. I've, You've I've made up lot. your own? I have made my own, yes. I've yeah, written definitely. a book. Really? Yeah. And Kyle, where's your experience at? Mostly 3.5 DMing, but a whole huge stint of Warcraft players coming over for my 4.0 game. More recently, it's mostly Edge of the Empire, uh, the Star Wars game. Love the dice system, man. And Dread. I can join the Dread Club. That's yeah, awesome. Dread yes. Club. Love the Dread Club. Yeah. Oh. We're, we're having some Halloween games soon. Stockton Gaming Club. Show up or don't. It's a little school. I don't care. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit far away. Where, where do you live there, Kyle? Uh, Seattle. Just, uh. a, just a little bit of trip all the way here to New Jersey. Get a taxi. It's like 30 bucks. Right? <laughs> no, that, no, he's correct. It's exactly $30 because actually what happens is they pay you to come to Jersey, but there's like some tax. That's where the $30 comes in. I'll, I'll Uber it. It won't be a big deal. Yeah, we can get it for 17 with Uber. That's great. We'll DM. Don't worry. That, that'll be our payback. Oh, uh, wait, no, but what am I supposed to do on the drive there? Like traveling. Practice your Jenga skills. Nothing is... says I'm great at Jenga. Like I built a Jenga tower while driving and just pieced it back together and <laughs> apart. In recent news, a man died in an accident as he was trying to play Django while driving. It wasn't Kyle right? Peterson, he's too good for it. <laughs> At least those commercials would be excusable, because let's, you know, your phone goes off, you're driving, and you, you want to look at it, right? But someone playing Jenga, now that's a, that's a story. That's There'd be a lot of rubbernecking going on, the car's next to you. <laughs> what do you even tell the officer when you get pulled over, like... You tell him it's his turn. No, 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 yeah, exactly! Oh, beat me to it. If you can beat me, I'll take the ticket. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to we're gonna be uh, five little high school girls here, and we're going to play a game called Never Have I Ever. Everyone, Ooh. hold up five fingers. All right. All right. Here we have five fingers. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge prude, so I usually have advantage at regular versions of this <laughs> game, but I feel like this isn't going to be a regular version where I can use, like, I've never gotten a D on a report card kind of cheese. <laughs> oh, oh, great. <laughs> See, look, you haven't even asked Damn that. Damn it. You didn't even ask that question, but you had to put it out there. <laughs> so the uh, way this game works, if anyone doesn't know, which, ever, ever heard of redundant statements? That's a redundant statement. Here's how this works. I don't have to say the statement in case you don't know, because that's why I'm explaining. And this, too? This is even more <laughs> redundancy. So, here's how the game works for a third time. I say, never have I ever, and I say a statement. And if the statement is true, never have I ever, you're fine. But you have to put a finger down if it's not true for you. So, for example, never have I ever committed grand larceny. Caleb's finger goes down. Most of you guys probably stay up, right? <laughs> that's the fire one, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's grand arson. That's no, arson. Oh, 
Arson. So is that two? I fingers, guess that's another then? finger down. What <laughs> makes the arson grand? Is it like burning a king down or something? Like... Just one, one hundred. It was a thousand dollars. It wants you do uh... a thousand. You have to burn a thousand dollar bill. I know they don't exist. Like to make one, burn it. That's the way it works. Payday the heist. <laughs> yeah, new payday still coming out. Rest in peace. Sponsored by Payday Two. No, no. <laughs> oh, you can play as John Wick now, so it's fine. <laughs> oh man, you could play as John Wick before they charged you three ninety nine to get that cool tiger skin for your assault rifle. But you could play as Candlejack. What candle? Who? Oh. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So now that we got all the memes out of the way, let's let's play more. the game. There's let's many more to come. Check my pockets. <laughs> you have some illegal memes in here, son. Oh no. Only the dankest. Never have I ever been the cause of a TPK or a near TPK. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> does, it, who we got? does it count if I'm the tank and I got a hole blasted through me? <laughs> Did everyone else die? No. No, it doesn't count. All right, Kyle. What what happened to you? What'd you do? Uh, I was I was an uppity evil player and I insulted oh. an ancient red dragon. Oh. I mean, you know, a normal red dragon, you could have gotten away with it, but that means yeah. dragons. Level yeah, he was kind of like the head floating in a giant <laughs> volcano pool, and I mean, I was an angsty teenager at the time. You know, that's my excuse. <laughs> right. No, that that you can get away Completely with that. Valid. Was, right. your, was your hair white? Uh, it had it had bleach in it. Yes. There it was, you go. Uh, Heterochrome. Heterochromia. Uh, some pomade. Yes. <laughs> it was highly flammable hair. <laughs> Listen, those are some dark times for Kyle. Let's let's not reimagine them for him. Mine was. Listen, guys. I mean. Technically, rules is written. It was my fault, but I think I think that this wasn't. Let me let me explain here. Let's 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 let the judge here. You guys are the jury okay, here. Yeah, uh-huh. Let's hear this. What's going on? I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Christian. So double guilty. I like to be the worst kind of player and ruin everyone's plans. So I was playing as this emperor going out in the south for reasons that don't matter and are stupid. And we were coming back up to, to my kingdom, and we are like, hey, this guy, I, I schmoozed him earlier, and he's like, hey, you want a boat? I'm like, yeah, I want a boat. It'd be great. I want a boat. And then I took out my gun, and I pointed at his daughter, and I said, you're going to give us the boat. And my entire players were like, what? He's going to – he'll give you the boat. I'm like, no, no. We need to make a point that we're in charge here, all right? We need to kill the leadership of this whole this whole like nation here. If we kill him, we're good. But they'll give us the boat. And it's not about the money. It's about making a point. So we get on the boat. Caleb failed the stealth roll. Didn't know how that would come into play later. About 30 minutes later, we found out the stealth roll was somebody seeing us kidnap this guy and putting bombs in our boat. Were they just really long fuses that got lit when you pushed off <laughs> the, the, the dock? The, 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 best, the best thing is the whole time the GM is trying to, like, saying, how do you how do you drive this boat away? Do you know that? I'm like, listen, I'm an emperor. I know how to do boats. And he's like, no, no, no. I need rolls here. And I just talk, I spent, like, 15 minutes talking him out of, like, listen. I can drive a boat. And he's like, all right, fine. You take the boat. It explodes. I'm like, wait, no, I don't know how to ride a boat. I, mean, this is, I don't have any rolls. Wait, was there an engine? Did I miss that? Is this steampunk? <laughs> he was probably seeing, like, if you crashed and it flooded, it would have put out the wicks. <laughs> you actually would have saved everyone if you crashed the boat. Listen, technically, we could have had the boat, but I was just trying to make a point. I thought it was a, yeah, fine. All right, fine. My fault. Wait, everyone drowned? No, everyone blew up. Oh, the ah. explosion no. killed them. Te- technically, that only killed half the party. The rest of the party was arrested and thrown off a cliff. <laughs> I think the cliff technically is the cause of the TPK, honestly. Did you put your finger down, Cliff? <laughs> Number two. All right, this one's going to be a dangerous one, guys. I think I'm going to see some fingers come down on this one. Never have I ever favored one player over the others. Oh, Andrew. I think we, I think we I think all, we all put our finger down. Oh, Andrew, I need to hear yours first. 
Oh, this happens all the time, especially when I, especially as I start doing podcasting stuff, because it's um, you recognize that certain players are better able to drive a story forward um, using descriptive words or just their personality. So you'll often, or at least I will often, favor them for a certain key event to happen because I know that they can they can move it along instead of just saying oh, I don't know. Right, absolutely. That's, that's responsible. That that's having a main character. That's excellent. <laughs> okay, Kyle, what's yours? <laughs> oh, see, mine was that I was uh, seventeen, a young DM, and my girlfriend joined the campaign. Oh, and it was it was three point five. It was three point five, and there weren't really dragonkin, but she wanted to be a dragonkin, so I just grabbed it out of the book, and of course, you know. It was OP as hell, and she blew up everything in the world. <laughs> and the world later. Nice. That was her TPK cause. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Perfect. And they got married, and they're together today, all because of the dragonkin, right? No, no, that, that wasn't that one. I, I learned my lesson. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta hold back. You gotta be careful. You know, my wife's character is very uh, tame. Doesn't get too much attention. She wants to ride a red dragon. She's got the egg, but you gotta work for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you give her negative attention so you can't be accused of nepotism? I, I don't know. That's the tough part, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you really can't answer that question yourself. So you just hope that you're doing all right by your group. I see Andrew shaking his head there. You yeah, that. yeah. Well, yeah, you always have to worry about, you know, it's easier for you to identify if you're giving somebody more attention than the rest of the group. But sometimes it's harder to see if you're neglecting one person out of the group because, I don't know, you're working on other people that are doing things. And maybe it's a person who doesn't do a lot. They don't speak a lot. They're... They're the rogue who likes to do roguish things Ugh. kind of character, you know, that's always on their own. You mean and the, the, the character that we had an entire episode making fun of? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, if, if it's one of those, you know, it's just in their nature that they're not going to participate a lot anyways. So maybe you'll forget to include them in certain things. Mm-hmm. You had it. You, your finger went down. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Christian's in my campaign that I run on Sundays, and... I could probably say I favor him a little more than my other players, but it's mostly because he kind of takes face for the party. So it's a lot easier for me to be like, okay, well, I mean, this guy's doing stuff. I can, I can like, drag the story out with this guy who's actually talking. Mm. Uh, the rest of my party, a lot of them are, like, kind of exactly like how we described. They're in the back. They're just like, I want to go kill demons. Like, when are we killing the <laughs> demons? I'm like, oh, this dude's mom has polio. That That would be cool to help. And they're like, not so much. I Is think that I what kill the my demons. character's mother has? I did. <laughs> More dramatic revelations here on the Trailblazer Network. <laughs> I mean, we have an infinite world of possibilities. You pick polio? It seems you can be possessed real. by a demon that's trying to reincarnate himself. It's a high fantasy the campaign. mortal world, and you're like, nope, chicken pox. It's a high fantasy campaign. They've probably never heard of polio. Polio is probably the most fantastical disease they've ever heard of in their life. They're like, your limbs go. That's pretty neat. So I roll with it. Way to recover. Christian, Christian, my friend. Um... I did favor one character in a story um, simply because he just submitted way more backstory than anyone else. Um, of everyone else, he actually like shared with me an entire couple pages of Google Docs, and he wanted to play a goblin, which is kind of like uh, on the iffy side. Like I say, if you want to play something special like that, you kind of have to play it up. You got to make a suitable backstory. You know, you got to have a good reason to do this. And he came up with he was an albino goblin too. And I was like, oh, that's super snowflake. What's he gonna do with this? Um, Snowflake. He actually because <laughs> he's white. Because he's white. Exactly. You racist. <laughs> but Get he, off my podcast. He made up like a whole culture, an area that his tribe of goblins were fr- from, and he had like these whole pages describing like the different 
uh, sects you could be in for the goblins and like their hierarchy of religion and like all this stuff. And it like it wasn't boring. Like some people would submit that, I'd be like, oh my god, I don't care. But it was actually really interesting and really well done. And yeah, when it came to implementing his backstory, I totally favored him because I had so much more to work off of. That's uh, fair. Everyone else went right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really as always. I'm really really bad with this guy's like the worst. I have stories. I'm a big story guy. My campaigns have like a, a concept. I'm really into character development, and so if I really like a character, like I did with my first campaign that went on for over a year, I'm like, guess who's not gonna die? I'll do things to make you think, oh, you did a great job surviving that terrible thing. No, I was never gonna let you die because you were the crux of the story, right? If you die, it's like, why are we even trying to get back to time? Hanzo's dead. We're cool. And if you guys listen to Trailblazers, let me spoil everything for you. David's kind of that guy. Though I'll, I will let his butt die because he's arrogant and I will let him die. <laughs> but some of the story is kind of based around him, so I favor him a little bit. I can't say too much because we're only on episode 15 of Trailblazers. But you guys listen, you'll, you'll understand some more. All right, another one. Never have I ever, Andrew, you can just put your finger down right now, oh, GM'd geez. an entire session drunk. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is a great hey, one. Hey, Andrews, what's in that drink right there? Mm. This is a uh, classic old granddad whiskey. <laughs> there you go. You're drinking granddads? <laughs> oh, my only God. It's, it's only old ones. It's fine. <laughs> it's only one dad. They're very expensive. <laughs> Just like regular Never Have I Ever, my lack of drinking has gotten me more points. <laughs> <laughs> so whose fingers went down? Did yours go down? It, mine did go down. Uh-oh. Really? Uh, so... <laughs> I haven't hidden it from you. I've gotten back and been like, all right, guys, it's time to DM this, but first let me crack open the bottle of inspiration next to my keyboard. <laughs> like, I've never lied to you guys about it. I say it as soon as I go for it. I don't remember. <laughs> I guess it wasn't that important to you, but like... I, I can't had, tell the difference when I, you I, I actually had a bottle of Jameson, <laughs> and I, I took a white paper and taped it to the bottle, and it just said bottle of inspiration. And my parents would be like, what's that? And I'd be like, it's inspiration. Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Simple as that. If players can have characters, why can't the GM be like, you know what? My character's a satyr. What? Drink, drink, drink. Give me a girl. I'm ready to go. Andrew, I got it. There's got to be a story. Part of the like the podcast that I run, the whole reason that we run it is because we like to drink when we play, and we decided, you know, how drunk can we get and still play and make things coherent? I like this. So we re- we so we get super drunk and we record everything, and then we just improv because you can't remember details when you're drunk. And and you try and make it into a coherent story. And to be clear, some of the campaigns you run, the beginning is, hey, listen, everyone has amnesia, so I don't need you to be coherent. Yeah, Cthulhu's yeah. messing with your mind. Now, are, are you spelling amnesia with hangover by chance? Because that seems to be what it is. I can't remember anything for the past years. I've just been inebriated since I was born. You know what'll fix that? More booze. Hand me that. Do you have, like, a scoring system, Andrew, to judge that? <laughs> Like Just how well how it went versus how drunk you got. <laughs> well, Is there a pie chart? <laughs> if the night ends with at least one person passing out on the floor, <laughs> then they did really good at drinking. <laughs> if you listen to the recording and you can still make out words they're saying and it's not just a mumbled slur, then they won for the night. <laughs> Usually it becomes people talking over each other or blah, 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 and you have to cut out that whole thing and figure out what they were doing. It's, it's a mess. Unless you have super good editing, I, I I haven't noticed any angry drunks. You guys usually get along when you're drinking. We do, yeah. No, if there's an angry drunk, they'd be out. We don't do that. 
Have Have you guys ever broken anything while you guys were just drunk? Because I can only imagine like a bunch of drunk guys in a room. The tables had to have been split in half at one point. Someone would, Someone thought they were John Cena. You roll. Now. You roll a natural twenty. <laughs> you're jumping on the table. Exactly. Like I would. I've done it. Um, I think the only thing that's gotten broken is like extra wooden dowels and stuff that are hanging around somebody's house. And Andrew's heart. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that breaks every day. It's fun. <laughs> Did Kyle put his finger down? No. Nope. Okay, no, I'm good. I didn't. Good for you. Good for <laughs> you. Sake, I, I'm, I'm one of those uh, sticklers. Like, D&D, like, this is, you know, every, all phones off. Like, put them in the bin and those hide over <laughs> right, here. Right, right, I think most of my characters have been drunk the entire time, so it's it's really immersion for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I could be open for that. But for me, I got to be the world. I, I'm actually uh, on your on your side there. Uh, when I, at least when I run my campaigns, they're almost always serious. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we usually have much drinking. Plus, I usually play with people who are under 21. I don't know what that says about me. Uh, maybe I'm some sort of weird pedophile. But uh... I want everyone to notice what I'm staring at right now. Now, you folks can't see it. No, no, but... no. What you're staring at. What you're staring That's at. That's paper towels, right? What you're staring at is a bottle that I offered to five people, and it's still almost full. That shows you how much drink. I've had that for a long time. I've, I have a bottle of wine that I got for my wedding, which was, I better know this, five years ago. And, and <laughs> I heard your wife upstairs, like getting like like a, a rolling pin ready for you. Listen, I'm eight, nine, ten, so it's really easy to remember my anniversaries. All right, never have I ever blatantly ripped off another IP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, every time, just throwing his hands in, you're like, "That's it." Oh wait, I have that's to, what happened. I have to put my finger down for this one because apparently I have. <laughs> oh well, it's one of those things where every story's been done, right? But no, like. It happens all the time when you're playing. My characters, my players would be like, "Oh, this is that thing from that obscure anime, or this is that thing from that book I read." Once I'm like, "No." <laughs> if, if I hear one more person tell me that this is a League of Legends character, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just murder everyone. I don't play the game. I don't know nothing about them. You just gotta Google. I, I had to do that because people started saying I made a Leaf Clan and I didn't know about Naruto at the time, oh, and I was God. just screwed for the whole campaign. <laughs> that, that's how I know who to kick out of my campaign. I'm like, I'll get that jutsu <laughs> out here. Great. Now I'm part of this. All these in jokes that I don't know. This is the best night ever. <laughs> oh, I gotta cut this out. <laughs> I'm the funny one. <laughs> I literally have a rule when I start my my games. I say, listen, I have things that I've in, that's inspired from other stuff. Don't mention it like, oh, that's from Narnia. All right, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah it oh. is. All right, can we just play the game? You can tell me afterwards how that's a great thing, whatever. What, what did you take from Narnia? The White Witch, Jadis, because she is super cool. Okay. She that's had... a good rule. I like that house rule. Yeah. It just ruins the mood when someone's going to do that. Oh, like Star Wars. I'm like, yes, like Star, but also like every other movie. And... <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've done, I came out and said before, like, okay, guys, please, if this reminds you of something... Don't say it, because then yeah. everyone will get that image in their head right. of what you think it is, and maybe I'm trying to do something slightly different, and I want people to think I'm original. <laughs> in my campaign that's on this this network, the podcast, Trailblazers, David is bringing in things from our world, like mm. direct inspiration. Oh, boy, I'm going to spoil something. You guys got – you skip forward 15 to 30 seconds ahead if you don't want a spoiler. Freddy Krueger comes over. I mean, there's like – an inspiration there, right? I'm not hiding his name. His name is is what's backwards of Freddy Krueger. Yet if you know, it's not. I make it blatant, and actually, it ended up being more scary because they're like, "Oh, we know about Freddy Krueger. What do we do now?" Well, on mine, Blood and Thunder, right? Most of that's all just satire and stuff of Conan the Barbarian. But I decided to make a wizard's castle, the exact layout and traps of Home Alone. <laughs> oh, no, I remember that. Yeah. I remember. 
remember that. That's great. And, and yeah, and it, it was going well for about like a half hour, forty five minutes, and then somebody stepped on like a bunch of marbles or toy cars, and they're like, "Hey, wait a minute, is this Home Alone?" <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Your but then, but then, alone. like you said, they were they were afraid of it because they knew that paint cans were coming as soon as they went up the stairs. <laughs> And you have two kinds of player. The player that goes, oh, this is fun, goes through it. The player goes, well, I know this is happening next. And goes, oh, all right, all right. Oh. Yeah. Which kind are you? Find out if you're a big jerk. Take this test. <laughs> Quiz. Click. Please click. <laughs> this ad. The answer may surprise you. <laughs> all right. I've got a question, but it's huh? going to put me down to one finger left. All right. That's fine. <laughs> that's ballsy. I'm at 10. Yeah. All right. Never have I ever killed a character intentionally. Uh, I'm trying. Does that count? <laughs> I'm trying really hard. Got to think about that one. Mm. Oh, oh, here, here's a good question. I'll take my finger uh, down. If if they if the person, the real person, the player leaves the group, is it okay to kill their character? Well, I think that's fine. I'm talking about okay. if they're still in the party, <laughs> but there's just something about that character you don't like. Gotcha, cool. gotcha. I'm safe. I haven't done that now. No more rogue. Like this rogue needs to go. <laughs> I'm tired of this rogue. I okay. have times where I almost wish I did that. But mm. but I'm just too awesome. <laughs> so I'm trying, but it's because I have the like philosophy in my head. Like if I'm not trying to kill my whole party, then I'm not doing a good job because I, <laughs> I want them to like beat things as I throw them at them. But there is one character in uh, Christian's party that I DM for again. Uh, he is incredibly strong. Uh, it's one of my players, Kevin. Uh, big red lady. She gets really big and rages and cuts everybody up. And like anything I throw at her, I'm like, oh, this is really tough. She'll probably, oh, no, it's dead. Two hits. All right. Sounds like so, my kind of lady. <laughs> yeah. And then like I have spellcasters come up and then he's got to spell magic. So really what I'm not doing is putting them in at the same time. And I should be doing that. And get ready for that, Christian. You're going to die. I know now. <laughs> she's like a barbarian with two bastard swords. She's oh, a, she's a she... blood rager slash dragon disciple. Yes. <laughs> oh, so she's Sonya from Diablo. Maybe. There you go. There you go again. Hmm. Doing that. We just talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's a beautiful woman. All right, sir. Sir, I need a body, pill- body pillow of that woman. It would smother me. All right, I- Andrew, your finger went down. Right? Yeah, my finger went down. The most recent one that I can remember is uh, when we played the chamber, and I was a player character. Uh, it was safer to go in as groups through like this huge labyrinth of stuff, but every character I came across, I hated so much. <laughs> That I would I would push them into directions that I knew would kill them, just so I wouldn't have to deal with talking to them anymore. Like <laughs> any time that we play with Jacob, I don't know. He just makes he makes annoying characters on purpose that you want to hate, and then you end up killing them because you hate them. Every pre-made character that he that that he threw at you in that one was just yeah the best <laughs> and the worst. Now are yeah, these are the these worst. bad? characters as in personality or are they like really annoying multi-tack forever turn characters um they're just mostly annoying personality stuff um <laughs> we don't do we don't do like a lot of combat mechanics things we we go pretty loose on those so it's like you know a couple of dice rolls every now and again but it's mostly back and forth conversation so like if that. they've got like a really annoying personality or their ideas are just awful and you know it's going to get you in trouble it's like well they gotta go <laughs> well so- Fair enough. The George R. Banks of the group, really. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Famously, your guy that needed high fives, otherwise his charisma went down. Oh, yeah, my stoner, yeah. <laughs> you better keep that guy alive <laughs> as much as you could. I have one. All right, Christian. Uh, never have I ever uh, made a character whose both parents were dead and had no siblings and connections to the world. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. Have I done? Oh, man, I have. Crap. With the exception of, like, if your character is really old and, you know, the parents are dead because they're really old, that's okay. But, like, you know, 20-year-old, right. no parents, adventurer kind of thing. Have you made an angsty character before? Yes. Yeah, yeah, angst. You know, yeah. bonus points for heterochromia and long white hair and being really tall and really attractive. Long white hair. No, long black hair so I can hide in the shadows. Just <laughs> underclass, you write mychemicalromance.mp3, and that's it. <laughs> Listen, we were all in high school, all right? I'd stop looking through this picture of my yearbook. <laughs> it, was, it was Rob Zombie, but yes. <laughs> now, was this? did you make it when you were young, Kyle? Was oh, you yeah. Was it a young well, person mistake? Right. Now, well, I wouldn't I, say mistake. I'm sorry. That comes off as... I know. I love the guy. I love the guy forever, Cole Merrick, the necromancer. But he was—he's the same dude who pissed off the dragon. Oh, uh, by that point, we came full know, circle. He, he'd like died and come back as like an incubus, and you, you, you basically <laughs> perfect. So, what was his the name? long black hair, right? You know, the big old coat, practically a trench coat. And listening you know. to incubus, and I need—I need to know <laughs> the name. No, he said the it. Name? Colbeck. Oh, Colbeck. Yeah. I knew it wouldn't be anything that's like an actual name. Like, almost like Chauvinock, that's the coolest sounding name no, ever. No. I mean, Cole Merrick is kind of dark, because I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was like, oh, Merrick, such a cool name. <laughs> it wasn't like Lord Darkness of Neverweather or whatever. Right. Shadow Knight. My character's name yeah. is Darth Vader. <laughs> Who else put their finger down for this one? Dead parents? Uh, I did. This was another high school mistake, too. My first character was a human Avenger, so I feel like I don't have to explain myself very much. <laughs> village. Uh, village dead. Oh, yeah, village was dead. I, I, was, uh, I had uh, traits like prophecy, like prophesized one, and uh, I was really going for that I'm the star of this campaign thing because, oh, man, I just hated all my friends, and I wanted to be the star of the show. That's really how that was. Although, I will say, shout out to my friend who played a character named Yenum. Uh, it was money backwards, and I never realized that until a year ago. <laughs> And he stole all the money he could find. So good on him. Good on him. Well done, Joe. There's a there's a there's a story feat or a trait. It's a drawback. There, I got it. Third time. The drawback where it's if you don't get the most money every time there's loot, you get negatives. I've heard of that. <laughs> I just most of my characters, honestly, the parents don't factor in. They're not alive or they don't even think about it. I think about uh, what to me is more interesting backstories. Like if I was a prisoner or if I was more that sort of thing. I don't really often think about my parent my parents. It does not that you have to think about them, but just having them there means your character has a more of a connection to the world. Right, right. My mom has polio, apparently, for instance. <laughs> that means that when we're done with the demons, I gotta go find the cure. Might be spell polio. Hey, Christian, <laughs> can, you, can you grab that thing over there? Right, Ryan, his, his real mom has polio. You knew that, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Goodness. I'm, I have to get my coat and go home. I got that thing you said to distract oh, me. Oh, great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never have I ever had an entire session's worth of planning get thrown out the window within the first few minutes of playing. And I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I think we killed everyone. I think everyone's yeah. got... Wait, did Christian survive? No, I'm still alive, yeah. I got two fingers. I'm a prude in D&D. In &D. <laughs> Never have I ever, too. He's actually only played for 30 days, so... Uh, I remember in my campaign... Uh, I made this really cool little island, and uh, I'm, like, really, really, really Scottish, so I like to flavor a lot of things with Scotland, like, a lot. So I had, like, this big island of giant people, and uh, they were basically just Scotsmen. And they were all, like, fighting each other, and they had to go get treaties to, like, put together an army to go fight the demons. And uh, one of the clans was attacking the other, and they're sitting there, and they're like, we could teleport out and kill the leader, just, just like that. I'm like... Please, please no. I'm like, I wish I made a low fantasy campaign. Teleport out, like, first round, they all take full round actions and kill them. 
like four of them teleport out and one of them flies out picks up a guy that was like trapped in an inn and they all run away from the town i i had nothing i was waiting for like like the army to turn and be like oh wait they killed our guy we should go beat them up or like <laughs> oh we could burn down the houses while they're trying to save their friend or something nope uh, one of them pretended to be a helicopter. Leader got killed. I didn't know what to do. I had to improvise. Did you just they... say someone pretended to be a helicopter? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, actually, the investigator that I talked about when I was over a guest that. star, uh, he was just like, oh, wait, I'm actually just like a, a, a biplane or something. So he drinks a potion of fly, walks over. He's like dragging like a rope. And the rogue that like, it's like a rogue NPC. He's like, oh, that's that's my friend. I'm going to go out the window now. And just like carried him off like an Apache helicopter. It was <laughs> unfortunate. This is why you run low fantasy campaigns. Yeah, anything with high fantasy stuff is like, oh, guess what? I've got Wish. Basically. That spells on my list. Uh, for me, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at predicting what my players would do. Because I'm very selective of who I uh, GM for. I'm not so selective of games I join, but of uh, of what ones I GM for. I'm very selective. So I get to know them, and I kind of figure out what they're going to do. But there's that occasional time it's like, really? The barmaid is like... You're really into her, huh? We're really going to be doing this big thing with her mother with polio now. Great. All right. This is fantastic. Let me throw this awesome, cool stuff about red dragons and emperors. Just throw it in the trash. Didn't want it anyway. Let's talk about this barmaid's wart. Okay, cool. This has happened before. For me, I, I mean, the reason that I stopped preparing so much as a DM is because of one game, and its name is Shadowrun, uh-huh. where our, our group would spend a good three hours planning on how to sneak into a building and steal something. And during that time, I'm listening, you know, making sure that I've got everything set up. And then it's just one glitch. They mess up. Everybody sees them or somebody dies that shouldn't. And the whole plan gets screwed up. That's just shadow running in a nutshell, too. <laughs> you, roll, you roll like 8,000 D6, and if half of them are ones, too bad. <laughs> Kyle, I saw you shaking your head up and down. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. 4.0 was awful because combat was so hard to judge. You had to make it almost perfect. Either you raffle stomped everyone or they destroyed your encounter completely. Yep. So you, you had to just constantly just be exactly aware of who your characters are, how they're going to react to situations. Have a couple counters in there, but also make sure that you don't completely trounce them. Well, in this case, I was doing like the, you know, the bad guy comes to town. Sort of like a, it was like a political sort of break in the campaign. And the bad guy's in town, and he's like, oh, I'm evil, but we're good because we're participating in politics. And he rolls in in this giant, beautiful ship. And, of course, they're supposed to be in this town. They meet the guy. They're like, oh, wow, there's him on stage. You know, that's the bad guy that will one day eventually fight. And for some reason, they got this wild hair up their butts, and (laughs) they wanted to steal his galley. And so they succeeded. I like it already. the entire campaign just turned into... A sailing adventure, which was never in, like, books, tomes went in the shredder. It wasn't even the session, it was the whole campaign that got derailed from there. Right, because it was supposed to be like this encounter in a city, then we go out into the wilds and we find out these guys are really bad, not just sort of politically bad, but no, 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 that became sailing around the world doing good deeds in the bad guy's ship. (laughs) That's the worst I've ever heard, I don't think I've heard one much worse than that. Nah, sounds pretty awful. I've never wanted to be a pirate. No? No, never. We play Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates are all right. <laughs> Better than Sea Pirates. Right? I mean, Skies of Arcadia, good game. Like, now, basically. I, now I want to do a Sky Pirates campaign with, with airships. Oh, man. it's to our air, man. Vehicle combat. Skip it if you can. 
Well, oh, and yeah. you know what else? It's anything like that. Like I did a, a thing just the other day where they were on a train. It's like, well, if you miss one acrobatics roll to jump from one train to the other or one skyship to the other, roll a new character, right? <laughs> I have a safety bubble harness. No, no, oh. you don't. Our Scar Pirates uh, campaign is just so unserious. Uh, I got forgotten uh, on like a stage after like uh, we did a bunch of acting to try and pretend uh, that we weren't trying to kill this guy. And I was just like laying in the rubble after I stabbed myself for character effect. And I see them going away. I'm like, Oh, what the hell? So I tie a, a rope to my foot, and I tie a, a rope to the arrow, and I fire the arrow, and the arrow dragged me to the ship, and I just pulled myself up the rope. They're like, how'd you get back here? I was like, shot myself. Well, uh, the old player, I have 30 feet of rope trick. Exactly. Here's my collapsible ladder. It goes on for miles. Sir, I think you mean here's my 50 collapsible ladders, because they were very cheap, and the GM didn't check, check yep. my sheet. Oh, wait, are we doing the thing where we take the rungs off the ladders and sell them back as 10-foot poles? <laughs> you just make more money that way. You're printing money, Christian. <laughs> Is that a real thing? That's yeah, awesome. I think it was 3.5. Um, the oh. price of a 10-foot pole, if you sold two of them, was more than a 10-foot uh, ladder. So you would buy a 10-foot ladder, take off all the rungs, and sell the two sides of it as 10-foot poles. That's of course, awesome. No, this... D- no DM would be like, Yes. <laughs> this is why MMOs You've get You've won the game. My NPCs are just robots that accept your transactions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your business. Wow, look at all my polls. Well, I think, Christian, you're the, you're the only survivor with even two fingers up. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. Such a nerd. You've won. Never even, have I ever. Even among podcasters and D&D and Pathfinder, you're the biggest nerd. Mm, I don't know if you want to call him the biggest nerd. I'm pretty tiny, actually. He at least wears deodorant. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we should start working out, though. All right, so we're going to play another game. This game is another kind of, you know, girls having a sleepover. Not that I would know anything about that, but it's called Would You Rather. And this is where you generally have two terrible things, and you've got to pick one. Like, would you rather have your arm chopped off or your leg chopped off? I don't know. We're going to do something a little more interesting than that that has something actually related to the podcast. Yes, Christian, what do you want to say? Do... Do I decide which one by spinning a bottle? Is it that kind of sleepover? <laughs> if only the our two guests were in the room with us. Yes, yes, we would. Mm. So I kiss the monitor. <laughs> right, the, li- the right or the left side. Listen. Exactly, it's simple. <laughs> Listen, I do that every day anyway. <laughs> I have no friends. My wife never sees me. All right, would you rather? A. <laughs> would you rather be... <laughs> Be forced to be a wizard that has lost his spellbook and has to fight with a dagger, or a fighter that lost his sword and had to try to use a wand of fireballs. Different systems have different difficulties of using wands if you don't know magic. Pathfinder's pretty unforgiving. Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the fighter. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm going to take the fighter. <laughs> I, I got to go with the wizard, because I love that fallout feeling, you know, when you got oh, nothing, yeah. and you come out of the vault, and, like, the first gun you pick up, and you fire three shots, it's out of ammo, and you're like, ah, throw it aside. And, <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you keep going. I like that sort of scrappiness. Whereas, really, I mean, the fighter, he's going to throw aside the wand and just choke somebody. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm going to stab right. him with the wand. <laughs> Maybe it'll go off. Maybe it'll explode. It's, it's basically a stick with fiery burst on it. Right, you're only delaying the time the fighter is exactly. to getting a sword. But it's the wizard, he's got to work for it. I, I got to go with the wizard, too. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you cannot be friends anymore. <laughs> they they already know that they need to avoid combat in all situations anyway, so they're going to try and sneak around and use that dagger stealth-like. I think if you're you're a fighter, you know, like you said, you're going to try and use the wand and hit somebody. What if it explodes? What if some kind of magic goes off? You know, in Perfect. the melee. 
I think the wizard has like the potential for cool story background changing because like I'm thinking if I get through this with my dagger that I managed to successfully shank someone with, forget my ring. This is becoming my new bonded object. <laughs> Me and this dagger have been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather be the fire, like you said. Yes. Punch, 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 punch. I can do something. I can improvise. I can, like I said, I always want to be. Raise your hand if you've seen Burn Notice. I can hear the listeners raising their hands. Viewers look very closely at the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Our subtitled audio for the deaf. Um, I want to be that Burn Notice guy who's just like, he can improvise everything. Like, he comes in, the situation's like, I just came to pick up some groceries for my family. I need some more yogurt. What's this? There's a bank robbery happening next door, and I somehow got roped into it. I was just trying to get yogurt. And now he has to be like, banks have a security system, and if you know it right, you can dial out. All you need is a screwdriver and a straw. Luckily, my <laughs> yogurt came with a straw. That's all I need. That's all I need. I mean, I'm looking at it like, this... this wand is now glued to my hand and I can use nothing else. So I am now uh, the warrior with the wand. I'm going to take weapon focus wand, uh, critical focus. I'm going to be like the best fighter anyone has ever seen with this wand. And just one day it's going to blow up and my hand's going to be gone. I'm going to be like, neat. Then, and that'll be great. Then <laughs> Captain Hook except wand. Exactly. Mm, Captain wand. <laughs> Captain wand! No, no, no. Let's not, let's yeah. not have somebody call Captain you, You've wand. just made my new antagonist, so thank you. You know, I got everything I needed by coming here. Oh, Christian, keep your eyes open. <laughs> Alright, here's a little more serious one. Would you rather play with a player that doesn't contribute much or contributes too much? I, I take the too little guy. The too little one's that? Because, you know, I'm there to have fun, too. And he's not going to dominate my other players. He's not going to inform my story, and he won't take over other people's things. Right, but I've had that case where I have... Uh, I've had the lump before where it's like, you do everything you can to try to include them in. Like, oh, now I included your family in here. Maybe there's a connect. Nope, doesn't care. Everything you do, he just sits there. It's like, do you like combat? Nope. He's just there because it's a social experience. He doesn't get out much. I hate that. I can't stand it. I'm like, I just play the game. Why are you here? <laughs> I, I think because of that, as a GM, I'd prefer the player that contributes too much, just because I think it's a lot easier to get someone to tone down their play than it is to get someone to get more excited and toned up. Because I, too, have had a lump, and I've tried everything to get them more involved yeah. in the game. I've thrown in people from their backstories. I've engaged them with NPCs. I helped them with their build to make it what it wanted to be, and they still just didn't get interested in the game. I just find it easier to be go up to someone and be like, hey, could you, like... Tone your character down a little bit or, like, but let other you, people into the limelight. Then you have to have those awkward conversations. Oh, <laughs> but I'm not into that. Interpersonal interaction. Oh. Oh. Now, if, if it's the person that I'm thinking of, uh, didn't you also, like, you, you spoke to them about this and they were just yes, like, Yes, we're talking oh, about I'm... you, Ryan. You figured it out we're talking about you. <laughs> just play the game, please. <laughs> but either way, uh, didn't they feel like they were actually, like, really into this campaign, too? Like, oh, they were, yeah. like, super excited about it, but then they got there, and they were just, like, sleeping on the table, like, this is my nap time, but I love it so much. Like, I asked, and I was like, like, is there something you want me to do as a DM to, like, get you more interested in this? Because it seems like you're not having a lot of fun. They were like, no, I love it. Like, this is what I look forward to every week. Like, I get a day off of work for this. This is why I have my day off. And he's like, I really want to be part of it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that's, like, what's really weird about it, because it's, like, I guess it's not really a lump, but they're definitely acting like one. And, and like, I guess the main issue would be, like, people who uh, don't contribute too much, they're really, like, uh, I'm not really present. I'm not here. This person's, like, really excited about it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a really weird issue. Um, well, I hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I hate Absolutely everybody. right. I can't but, stand anyone. 
I think, yeah, I'm very misanthropic. Um, I think <laughs> that I would pick the lump, as you would call it. Um, just because with the lump, I mean, they're kind of just like the the rest of the party's NPC that goes around with them. Um, whereas the person that over, you know, talks too much and stuff is probably going to make the rest of the party's uh, time more miserable just because they don't get to say as much as they'd want or they don't get to do as many different actions or change the scenario like they would want because this person's taking up so much time. And I see the lump more as kind of just like a mule or like a, you know, a gopher kind of person. Okay. Just for the love of everything that's holy, don't let them be a caster. Because it's like, your turn, what would you like to do? You know, uh, you've had five turns to decide. Oh, let me start looking through my spells now. Oh, that <laughs> won't stop them. I've had rogue lumps, and they're just as slow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yes. I even had a lump with those round dice. You know what I'm talking about? Like the crystal-shaped yes. ones? Oh, goodness. That, yes. that, that crrr, and they just keep going across <laughs> the table. <laughs> uh, anyone else got anything to say about contribute too much or too little? I think, like we've, I think, we, uh, I think we've, we've exhausted said, that. We've gone over that lump. I think, we, <laughs> I think wow. we... I was about to say, I think we found everything funny that's not in this funny thing here. But You're you found welcome. another one. <laughs> Great job, Christian. I appreciate you. You, thought, you, thought you mean you funny? thought it was funny? <laughs> <laughs> your two hands... He's what? trembling. I saw him tremble. What is your sense of humor? <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's get past these little girl games and get into our big man nerd game of D&D. You know, it's not a little girl's game, right? Uh, I could tell. I could tell because I could never get a girl to play with me. Why won't girls stay around me? <laughs> oh, you gotta have at least one girl. That, oh my gosh! Wait, we need to talk about this real quick. I, I am with you there, and I'll tell you why. And I think you might agree with me here. It's because it cuts down on dick jokes like ninety percent, and more <laughs> mature things. Just like it just gets a little more mature when there's a girl in the room. I'm not. I don't get. No, we had a girl. Yeah, absolutely Ma- not. Sarah was making yeah, dick jokes. What was her name? Like thunder thighs? <laughs> no, or something? white snake. White snake. That's it. White Girl. snake. One of our characters is like being hunted by the VBEG, so she disguised as a dude, took on an Australian accent, and called herself White Snakes, and started hanging on my character as a dude. It was yeah. really awkward. Great. Kyle, how <laughs> here? No, it's not one hundred percent. Of course, you know, no rule is. And I've had girls that love fart jokes in my games. They're, oh, it's great. And inevitably, in every game, I've played an innkeeper who's male for the girl or a female who's for the guy and you got like hey and like twirl your hair for them because <laughs> yes. they want to flirt with the barkeep and you're the dm mm-hmm. but it does do something it's something like like a movie isn't complete if it's all just dudes you're wondering what's going on there's got to be that character back home like in 300 her struggle it, it adds right. like just an element to the game that makes it more real Balls we're talking about uh, the genders, I actually find that if I just make a character or whatever and whatever default gender I have in mind for that character if I just flip it, it always ends up being more interesting. Because just by default, really? the default character I make almost fits a bunch of stereotypes. So mm. if I just flip it, I'm like, oh, now that this person's a girl, or now that this person's a guy, it's a whole lot more interesting. People don't walk in with those stereotypes in mind. Take, they're, they're a little bit taken aback. Okay. That's actually an interesting idea. And I think I actually have most of my main villains. A lot of my villains are mostly guys, but my very main villains are mostly girls. I told you I stole the White Witch Jadis from Narnia. She was like the biggest, baddest evil person I ever brought into my campaign, the most strongest, and it was a girl, and it's just the way it worked. And I don't think I did anything at all sexual with her. She never tried to use her beauty or stuff. She was just strong enough. She had enough magic that she just ruled doing that stuff. Yeah. You don't always have to use a person's sexuality just because of their gender. Definitely. Uh, I completely agree with that. There's very little for me to say about it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say that, that stuff anyway. <laughs> I'm going to slowly get away from the mic now. Things get a little serious, guys. Things get a little serious. 
explore some not character development, but real player development, guys. Pathfinder chooses about all of us. It really brings <laughs> out the best of us. It changes. Human resources is my favorite Pathfinder add-on. <laughs> <laughs> Nine ninety nine on the Paizo store. Right. <laughs> How can you engage your player base? <laughs> when it comes to people of different genders um, playing characters, how often do you guys find that they stay within the same gender? Like 60-40, mm. 70-30? Uh, you know, for my games, it's always been dudes play dudes and girls play whatever the heck they want. <laughs> I mean, that's not a rule. It's just always the way it's happened. For me, it's been girls play girls, dudes play dudes, except for, like, one guy that always plays a girl. Yeah, it, it's probably typically dudes play dudes, but uh, one of my players plays a, a girl. It's a tiefling. Myself, I've only really ever played, like, gender-neutral characters or male characters. It's predominantly male characters, because, like, I like to put on an accent, and it's really hard for me to do, like, a female accent just right. constantly. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's easy for me to be, like, a southern drawl or, like... Like a like a gruff, smoky voice or something. I can't really like keep up like a like a womanly voice uh, the entire time. I'll break it. I've been wanting to try uh, something that I've heard um, DJ Wheat likes to do. He does. Uh, if you know who he is, he's a he's a personality Starcraft personality right now. He works for Twitch. He does oh, yeah. a, a role play called Numenera, which obviously uses the Numenera mm-hmm. system, and he plays a, a girl trapped in a guy's body. Okay, some magic went wrong. And that really seems interesting. I would like to try that. I also just want to try playing a character that isn't of the same uh, uh, attraction as me. To play a gay character since I'm straight. Okay. Just to see just the role play something different. Yeah, I've done bisexual characters, gay characters, and characters that don't have any idea of how any of it works. Right. So, like, I, it's I interesting. Don't, I don't join. I haven't played a lot of campaigns that have a big sexual part to it. Yeah. Unlike it, it every softly up. speaking Sanskrit uh, episode <laughs> has a sexual component to it. Yeah, yeah. They always devolve into that. The more you drink, you know. It's true. It just happens. I mean, the more it, you drink. <laughs> I don't know. Is is Danny? Is is he gay? No, because his the first. I think one of the first sexual things I heard from your podcast is was he got a hand job from one of the other male characters. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was from me. And I was, <laughs> and I was playing his younger brother. To to be fair, it's because he was stuck in a bed, like actually physically stuck no, in a bed. This helped out the character, and we figured. Doing that, there and then there'd be the refractory period, and he could slip out. Hey, Wait, he was, was stuck in a bed like that? Yeah, he was stuck in a bed like that. He, you know, <laughs> swan dived in uh, for somebody, and they rolled out of the way, and he got stuck. Oh, it works. You know, it's a common plight for barbarians. Um, highest downloaded episode, by the way, just because of that. <laughs> I'm sure it will only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> what what campaign was that? Uh, that was Iron Man Cudgel. You know, and you say it was weird because it was brother, but that whole campaign was like they were trying to impress each other, and 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 uh, and the family relationship is weird in that whole episode, the whole uh, series. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it was um, Danny was the older brother, and then um, myself and Brian were identical twins. And in this universe, twins are like a sign of the coming apocalypse. So everybody was afraid of us, <laughs> but we we didn't even understand that we were twins. So whenever anybody said twins, we'd get really mad right. and get ready to fight. Yeah. You're but, like, where? Yeah. Evil twins. They're demons. They're signs yeah. of the devil. Let's get them, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole dynamic was weird just because it was all about trying to impress each brother to show who was the best barbarian. Well, I hope and... you guys have enjoyed five 
uh, half single, half married guys talk about sexuality <laughs> and women and, 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 and role playing games. Nothing <laughs> could go like... wrong. <laughs> I guess we should mention we're all white while we're at it. But you have that black. safety net. I mean, look at Kratos from God of War. Like, what's the what's the female equivalent of that? That's probably you know walk around in high heels. He is grunting. He is jumping. He probably smells like hell. Bayonetta. The... She's jumping. I would say Bayonetta too. Yeah, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, literally, her special attack is all oh, my hair. It's no longer my clothes. Guess what? I'm attacking you with my hair. I'm naked. <laughs> like, come get it. Listen, one of right. my favorite. So as long as you have both extremes, you know, you yeah, can have yeah. super sexualized women, but your your arms have to be the size of tree trunks on the men. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. That way everyone like gets this? objectified. Oh. Right, exactly. <laughs> everyone always yells at Blizzard for over-sexualizing their female characters, but every guy character has shoulders and arms and chest that could just, like, crush a tree trunk. I thought, I thought you were going to leave it there. I was like, I would hope they would have human anatomy. <laughs> like, in, like, just in character concepts and designs, I thought they drew all those on. <laughs> Floating heads and armor. legs on? Legs? Can we agree? He needs legs? Yes, good. No, he's, how do he's saying, arms? He's saying that they have shoulders and legs. He never said how many. They just have, like, tons of shoulders. <laughs> One of my favorite pictures is of Medusa, naked as, as you would expect. And she goes, hey, eyes up here. <laughs> oh, I get it, because she turns you to stone. That makes sense. That's funny. <laughs> good job, Ryan. I appreciate what people say. Quick on the draw. That's funny. It makes, it makes me sure that the joke was Your humor funny. is good. <laughs> uh, all right. Two last questions to finish up today's celebratory episode. It's also a Halloween spooky episode. Ooh, spooky, scary skeletons. You can tell it's a Halloween episode because I started with the Goosebumps intro. Mm. Did you? Did you? It's because it, I edit. I edit stuff. I didn't into, hear it. Yeah. You had to describe. Yeah, explain that to me again. <laughs> describe it. You want me to sing it for you? Are you telling me you're going to go back? There's like in flo- time? There's a floating G casting a shadow. You missed Back to the Future Day. That was a few days ago. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll go back to it. All right. So, what is uh. the most clever or interesting character you've created or seen? It can be an NPC or PC. Your player made it or you made it. What's been the most interesting? Uh, the most interesting character I've seen is when Danny played a dog in the chamber and everything he said was internal dialogue and all we could hear is barking and and that was pretty interesting to like figure out how to interact with him that was really clever and it made for really entertaining listening that is really wild um one i remember uh most interesting this was an npc in a campaign um the character was a halfling, and he was actually from, like, legend. He was very, very old. I don't remember oh, yeah. exactly how old he was. But in order to stop some great evil from before, a bunch of the adventurers from before had to sacrifice something. And we hadn't known this at the time. When we meet the guy, and he's an assassin. He's a halfling assassin of some kind. And we stop him from assassinating somebody. Through talking to him, what we find out is that what was stolen from him, or what he had to give up, was his emotion. So he's completely, 100% amoral. 100% suggestible. If you said stuff to him, we'd be like, all right, I guess that sounds okay. And it was just very interesting interacting with him because, like, we'd expect, like, to have to fight the guy, but we just say this stuff to him. It was like, maybe you should turn yourself in. He's like, I can just break myself out. So, yeah, that's that sounds fine. And he ended up coming up later and helping us with another political debacle. Mm-hmm. And it was like, can we trust the guy because he doesn't have emotions? Does he really feel allied with us? But we, we gave him an important role to play, and we'll see how that turns out. If that campaign ever starts back up, John. Oh, wait, didn't, <laughs> didn't he succeed, though? I thought he succeeded. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he succeeded. He was like, oh, by the way, that guy who's trying to kill him, yeah, he's over there. I saw him. Good luck, guys. And I was like, that was it. We were like, oh, good job, dude. Talk about someone who you can't figure out their motives. You can do a sense motive check all day long. <laughs> he doesn't have one. 
Like, oh, I rolled high enough. Tell me what the amoral think person's thinking. <laughs> so I have a toxic personality, so I'm actually going to highlight something that I did because I need to feed into my own ego. Um, <laughs> we all do. We all do. It's good of you to admit that. There, there's like a minor antagonist, but he's like a really important force uh, in my campaign going on. Uh, I wrote him into the story from one of my players' backgrounds. Uh, this person killed uh, his parents and was trying to like make him into like this like evil Sherlock Holmes type guy. Like like oh, I'm gonna cultivate you to be like the best that I am not right now, so you can help me do like whatever I want, like assassinating people, killing people for There's money. There's a name for an evil Sherlock Holmes. It's Moriarty. Moriarty, yes, that guy. He he didn't come up for a while, and uh, he he just started killing people like around the players, and he was like this really like intricate killer like i i had uh the, the the character set up um this guy with a noose around his neck and on the other side it was like it went through like a clock tower uh the rope was like supporting like a mother and a child so one of the characters like all instinctively sing uh save this important guy he's a general flies up grabs him pulls him down uh the weight from the general shifted the balance by the time the guy had flown to the ground to drop the general off there's just a splat and it was just like the child and the mother were just gore on the ground and, like, they, they didn't think about, like, reacting. They just did it. So this puzzle went off perfectly, and this guy was super happy about it. He is, like, 100% obsessed with the, the character from his background. Like, there's a bunch of in-game reasons why you should like it. I'm not going to say it because uh, Christian's here. But, like, every time, like, he talks to them, because he doesn't have a physical form anymore. That's, like, part of what he's doing. Uh, he's trying to, like, get into his body. He's 100% obsessed in like a skin crawling way, and all my uh, all my players, they always they're always just like after talking with him and like dealing with him, they're just like shaken, and it's really really interesting to like get to play that character, at least uh, from a GM perspective. And it's so satisfying seeing your players affected by a character, yes. not just their characters. Definitely, man, I'm having a tough time because all I can think about is our conversation we just had. So I gotta go with my my uh, I had a dragon kin in my campaign and he just uh, he was a warlord and wouldn't stop sleeping with everyone so I, made this, <laughs> so I made this character who was like the guardian of the town they came into you know she was basically batman and she would stand at the top of the tower you know jump down you know do the sort of underworld land perfectly and go off running uh vampire thing and she had this really like slick high heels high chrome armor suit and after seducing her for weeks and weeks and weeks he finally pulls up you know, in the romantic moment, pulls up her visor, and she's a warforge. It's completely hollow on the inside. Wow. That's oh, really neat. Oh, man. I feel bad. I like that. <laughs> I feel real bad. But I got him to commit to one lady, and she <laughs> wasn't real. In, in our Blood and Thunder game, we had a guy who wanted to be... He wanted to be like a ninja. He wanted everybody to think that he was this badass ninja, this Conan-type world. Shadow. Um, yeah, his name was Shadow. He was like stereotypical, you know, seven foot tall ninja with long flowing shinobi cape and sword. Um, but it turned out that he was just a goblin merchant who envied this actual character named Shadow and followed him around. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, that followed him around until uh, one day Shadow got stuck in a trap and died. And then he just stole this golem suit. Uh, he's like, you know, he's just a small little dwarf, goblin, whatever, gnome. And he stole this golem suit and then started parading around a shadow and, like, reconfigured the way that the golem would work so that it would use, like, lightning-fast ninja kicks or, like, emit fire from his hands when he's punching. And then he just assumed that identity whenever he could. And it wasn't revealed until the end of, like, a four- or five-episode arc that this yeah, was Yeah, five truth. episodes, yeah. And then some yeah. of the players were like... <laughs> 
I remember how upset Danny got. So upset. He's like, you're just a, you're just, you're not. We've been following. <laughs> yeah, he was the assumed leader because he's, everybody's like, oh, we'll follow Shadow. He's like this world-renowned ninja. He's, he's going to be our team leader. And then they find out he's just a stupid little gnome. They got so pissed. I had to edit out like a good 20 minutes of them yelling at him. So bad. <laughs> that needs to be released as bonus content. Sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, it was a character who has been developed over literally years. Because when I run a campaign, I run a campaign in the same world. And I just go on from there. And so he started out as just, just kind of part of the main quest. Go escort this guy to prison. He breaks out. He convinces them, hey, join me. The people you're working for are big jerk faces. They join him. He ends up usurping the emperor, who's his father. He becomes the emperor of the biggest nation on the planet. Mm. So he definitely gets more time. And you guys who listen to Trailblazer Network would know him as Valerian Mengsk or Guy Montag. Uh, Guy Montag is his alias that he used when he was... Um, Valerian Mengsk, huh? Yeah. Mm. Listen, let's, let me put my finger back down for, uh, for uh, <laughs> rip blatantly ripping off another IP. I didn't say ripping off another IP. I said blatantly ripping off. But he actually, he didn't have too much of the character of Valerian Mengsk. I just love that name. And his it's father was Arcturus Mengsk. And his father was a tyrant. Mm. Yeah. But Valerian, spoilers for Trailblazers, everybody. Uh, I think what made him interesting was that the players were invested in him. And I wasn't expecting it. So they had as much a hand as I in in developing him as I did. Okay. Just made him interesting. And you eventually, I got to actually play him because one of our players stepped in for like four weeks to be a GM, kind of a side thing, and Valerian went with them. And his motivation, I think I've talked about this in the episode with you, Andrew, um, uh, character creation, the extra credit. His motivation, this is the guy whose motivation is the ends always justify the means. No matter how horrifying the means, if the ends are just, I'll do it. And because of that, I could fit him to any scenario. And then he fell in love with an innocent woman, a woman who doesn't have that worldview Yet somehow he like he has like he justifies everything with her. He loves her so much that now she is his goal and his his ends. Hmm. So now he'll do anything he needs to do to give her what she wants. And what she wants is a world of hope and unity and love and peace. And because she wants that, now he wants that. He could have been a terrible guy, but because his wife's a good person, he's a good person. So now he's a he's a ticking time bomb that my players have figured out. I've given my players control of an entire nation, and they were decided to go against war with this giant empire. And when oh, uh, and so when they were planning out how do we attack, and they said, well, well, we kill his wife. Wife's name's Mana. We kill Mana. He, his whole world shattered. We'll we'll sweep him up like nothing. And they eventually figured out that's not a good idea because if we kill Mana, that's the one thing keeping him grounded. Without her, he's just going to go on. He's going to burn everything like. One of his quotes was, uh, again, blatantly ripping off. You'll probably can figure this one out. I would watch the world burn to ashes if it meant Mana and I were still around to walk on them. Hmm. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty uncultured, so... Game of Thrones. A good job. Yep. Uh, I don't even watch the show, but I heard that quote and loved it. It's a sick quote. I like the usage. You made it your own. Uh, so they decided, no, let's... let's they did this uh, overnight assassination of a bunch of key people, left Mana... Alone, They went after him. They left her alone, completely out of it, because hmm. they didn't want him to go crazy. Earlier, they got a little hint when they were kind of, like, sending letters back and forth, trying to see, hey, how is this going to work out? Let's feel them out. And they kind of, like, kind of just talked a little bit about Mana, and the message came back with such vitriol. They're like, whoa. 
even threatening her, he was ready. He was ready to pull his armies off of the front that's actually warring against him to deal with it. So it's just cool to be able to have somebody who has a real flaw, and they have a anchor, something that's keeping them from going over the edge. It just ended up being interesting, and it was again something my characters really helped me create. It wasn't something that I just figured out. And with that, we've ended our wonderful celebratory episode. I want to thank you guys so much for coming over. 5,000 listens. I bet when this comes up, we'll have even more. I doubt we'll have over 9,000. We'll have to do a very special one when we get over that. But I really appreciate everyone being on. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so, Andrew, if people want to hear more about you, more of you, where would they go? Um, if they want to hear more of me, but not about me, they can go to uh, softly speaking Sanskrit dot com or facebook slash softly speaking sanskrit we're on there and then our twitter is at softly sanskrit and we'll be putting out a bunch of new stuff pretty soon we've got we've got a bunch of stuff in the pipeline it's just you know there's always that bottleneck and then once you break that bottleneck everything's going to start coming out pretty fast but we do we do about like once a month or so and like we, you were hearing too at the episode, they kind of do fun ones, relaxed, uh, a little more uh, adult than stuff you'll find on this network. But I recommend it to all you guys who just want to have a relaxed, fun time. I've literally listened to every episode you guys have done. I personally recommend Galactic Championship Wrestling. It is fantastic. And Blood and Thunder is another one of my favorites. And the good thing about your podcast, unlike ours, is that you do yours in like you know limited bursts, like Blood and Thunder's five episodes. So it's really easy to just jump in where you want to and listen to a whole series. Kyle, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kyle Ferguson. All my shows are over at amove.tv. I, I do all video games. I I want to, of course, put together some sort of Dungeons Dragons show, but I'm the lone I'm the lone guy keeping the dice real. In the video game, Kyle, feel uh, free to join us whenever you want. Oh, thank you. Well, it was a lot of fun being here. I really enjoy your guys' Academy show. That is something that you just can't find anywhere else, and it's really cool to digest all those different, really complex classes with you guys. And when I actually sit down to make something, I'm like, oh, I, I've, I've at least heard of this. I know what this does, <laughs> and I have opinion of it. I really enjoy that show you guys put together. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for having me. I really had a lot of fun here. Kyle's podcast, Into the Nexus, is a podcast that, again, I listen to every episode of. It's all about Blizzard's MOBA, Heroes of the Storm. I'm sorry, Hero Brawler. And even though it's been on a long hiatus, I gotta pimp your show, Biggest Fan Podcast. It is literally on the top three, if not my favorite podcast on the internet. I love it. They follow a fad for one week and get all into it, and it's just funny afterwards they talk about it. It's just really, really good. That's with um, Brockett Vola, and I can't wait till you guys come off hiatus. Ryan, happy to be here. Come to Stockton, say hello. Uh, visit do, do my tiny little club. you work for Stockton? Technically. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could follow me at I'm Panicking, but I don't recommend it because I've never posted on it. So <laughs> he panics and then just shuts down. Exactly. I look at it. Oh wait, uh, you can actually follow me at Doctor Lobster MD. I actually do update that one sometimes. Doctor Lobster MD. I post you everything. You don't need from... the MD after the doctor. I role play a lobster doctor and I make twitters and uh, tweets or whatever you call them. Uh, accordingly, from a lobster perspective. I really enjoy that one. How has this never come up, Ryan? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think I'd have to tell you guys like this, but you <laughs> called me out on it. Uh, that said, it was great meeting both of you. Yeah, great to meet you guys too, man. Christian? You can find me here at Trailblazer Network and Pathfinder Academy, because this is all I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a Twitter. I do not do things. <laughs> Culture.
Pathfinder Academy is where Caleb and I both go over all the gameplay and GMing aspects of Pathfinder. We have our series where we actually talk about game mechanics. We have our series where we talk about GMing and creating a story. We talk about creating good characters and backstories and things like that. Every episode that is part of the advanced class guide that goes over any class, Christian creates the notes and really heads up that stuff. Uh, he's a big part of that. Without that, Pathfinder Academy certainly wouldn't even be possible. I'd be like, yeah, listen, guys, there's been one thing that's set on me, the extra credit for, for magic, and that's... Wow, oh, words of power. It's been so long. All I have to do is sit down and write the notes. I'll get You're you it later. just talking, Caleb. Is it that hard? I am a master. <laughs> I am a master of procrastination, sir. You should join the club. Our meeting is tomorrow. Uh, you can find me on Trailblazer Network, of course, co-hosting uh, Path... Co- Professor with Path with Professor Christian Pathfinder Academy and I am the GM for Trailblazers. Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where we just go through a continuous story, but don't let that stop you. You can jump in at any episode because at the start of each episode we talk about what happened before, so you can jump right in anywhere. Get a little more serious tone to it than softly speaking Sanskrit. A little more family friendly. I wouldn't call it family friendly, but a little more family friendly than softly speaking Sanskrit. You can find it every Tuesday here on the Trailblazer Network. And guys, this whole episode was about celebrating you guys, the community. We've opened up Twitter. I've never used Twitter before, but now I have one so that you guys can talk to us and we can talk to you. And you can also find updates about them when episodes, if they're delayed or whatever. we got news for you guys. But please use our Twitter, tblazernetwork on Twitter. And we set up a new email. Again, Christian did it. tblazernetwork at gmail.com. Talk to us. We'd love to have a mailbag episode something coming up you can go to our site tblazer.net for links on how to listen to the show links to the email links to twitter we got a page on there where you can just listen to all the episodes right there from the net without having to download it and i want to give a personal shout out to a guy who's been emailing us i'm going to get his name wrong but leonard stank that that's it no no i know it's not stank but it is now l-e-n-n-a-r-t first name last name s-t-e-i-n-k-e i love you buddy 10 out of 10 but your name will always be stank do you have a social security number written down by chance? Just, <laughs> and just my mother, and mother's maiden name and all that Something stuff. Something like that. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I love you all. And I would like to end the episode with something very special. I like to end with a Buseyism. If you guys don't know what a Buseyism is, Gary Busey has published uh, these wonderful little anagrams. And he calls them Buseyisms. <laughs> and I'm going to do the one for awesome. This is from his website, GaryBusey.com. We love you, Gary. Gary, please come home. We love you. Please come back. <laughs> awesome. A wonderful experience showing others magnificent energy. Thanks, Gary. We love you. Thank you, everyone, for all the plays. We love you all so much. Thank you to our guests for joining us. We'll see you next time. And happy Halloween! Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. That voice you just heard was Skype. <laughs> Tell David to stop talking about anime. <laughs> How dare you, sir? I'll never quench his dreams. I'll never stop that man. <laughs> hey, Andrew, can you turn your mic down a little bit? It's a little hot. Uh, I could try. Thank I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> Oh, jeez. How do I even do this? Uh, you got Windows? I do. Uh, right-click the speaker icon in the bottom right. Yep. Okay, and then you see playback devices? Yeah. And recording devices? I do. Click recording devices. Gotcha. Alright, then go over to your microphone. Mm-hmm. Click it. Yeah. Hit properties. Okay. Go to levels. 
You got and it. Just in five thousand easy steps, you can lower your volume. Oh my god! <laughs> that was expertly done. We had a listen. We, we had win, <laughs> we had windows in front of us. He's practiced. I didn't have five years of. of First off, community college, and then a really cheap state college <laughs> to not be able to walk somebody through one of these. Yeah. I'm telling you that right now. Spoiler alert for Trailblazers. You can give them any time to skip ahead. You're like, skip ahead if you want the spoiler. Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in post, I'm editing in that, and now you sound like a loser. <laughs> You're like, we had an hour. There's an extra hour of silence in this podcast. Play, play it in reverse, <laughs> like you said. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like mist, where it's like, oh, wait, I, I know this. Reverse the audio. It's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you pulled up Wish. I wanted to see what it. level it was. Man, wow. Back off, bro. Okay, Jesus. Off the podcast. I'm <laughs> editing every part of yours out. And it's going to be me making better jokes. <laughs> Just um, whenever I speak, it's like, good joke, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> you ever like that, that secret if you're doing a video podcast or any sort of recording before something's being done and then publishing it after? You just cover your mouth. Like, wow, at this E3, it was really great seeing cover your mouth and just insert Homeworld 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fireballs. Fireballs. Oh, I should have made it lightning bolt. I should have made it lightning bolt. What have I done? Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. That's fixing a post. Wand of lightning bolts. <laughs> I want everyone to know that I took the higher road and I didn't make the dick joke about premature ejaculation when he was talking about things just going off. I didn't do it, guys. I stopped myself. Congratulations. Well, but you <laughs> did recover. So. This, this is a yeah. high point in your career. <laughs> career. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen those cool... Uh, it's a coin that has all of the dice on them, the standard ones you'd use. God. Have you seen that? Wait, wouldn't no. a coin be a, a D2 every time? You would think so, but it has print on it, so whatever number's facing you will be. Oh. I'm going to link it mm, in okay. the chat, and I'll link it in the show notes. You guys got to see this. Are they yeah. paying you? You said this in the Facebook chat, too. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you said it during the Thursday night guys. module, too. <laughs> I got I to, uh, what did I send And what's this contract? There's really tiny writing all over it. <laughs> Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> so it's a dice, and it's got the numbers on it in a circle, and the one that's facing you is the one that you can read, and if you can read two of them, you get the one on the it left. It has a circle for each dice, so there's a D, oh, there's geez. four, and then there's a ring of six, and it's... It, it, the way Kyle's... It's, <laughs> there was so much contempt in that, Kyle. It's the I, perfect if you're at the edge of the table and the DM can't see your rolls, you're like, no, yeah, no, it's totally a 17. <laughs> kind of looks like a sundial, right. honestly. Yeah. yeah, it does have that quality to it. Yeah. I didn't think they just put them all in one coin. That's awesome, but at the same time, it is so open to interpretation. Yeah. Where, how do we get to this segue? <laughs> I don't try to figure out how to get to anything. Oh, my My players with awful dice. Right. Yes, they're cool <laughs> polyhedral dice that roll around. And lumps, we were talking about And lumps. they've got those little cards in the spokes, and it goes click, 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 every time it goes somewhere. <laughs> Wait, don't forget my spinning top. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's a Beyblade. Have you seen those cool uh, rings where you can spin them and it's like a D20? Hell yeah, that's my wedding ring. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. That's actually awesome. Roll right now, what do you get? Uh, I, I, I took it off for the... Sh they, it jingles what? very slightly, so when I record, I take it off. <laughs> oh, Wait, right what, there. you're married? You tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> You've been stringing them along for how long, man? <laughs> <laughs> All week, Christian's been talking about that Kyle guy. Boy, whoo. That long black hair, he looks very brooding. I bet he'd play a brooding character. I, I can't tell, but I assume he has a strong jaw under that beard. Mm, under that beard. <laughs> straw just is absolutely deflated when he shaves. It looks, like, it looks like a bunch of balloons, like, being dangled. Yeah, 
nothing but optical illusions and light here. I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> what is he, an anime character when he cries? Do streams come out of his eyes? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm more of the side fountains. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever watch like Princess Mononoke or any of that Studio Ghibli stuff, like people's hair influences oh, yeah. like, their reactions. They like really? swell like birds. Yeah, when they, yeah, when they get excited. That's like, Kyle. That's exactly it. They're like owls when they get excited. It's like, oh, don't get, don't get around Inuyasha. Oh boy. Oh, Totoro's coming. Dust bunnies. <laughs> well, we'll close up here with a quick, quick thing since we've had you guys for an hour. I won't skip too much more every time. Hey guys, aren't we happy we're not doing this at two in the morning? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody, thank Christian for sacrificing his game tonight to do this. Thank you, Christian. Oh. No, no, no Thanks, Thanks, Christian. Christian. <laughs> yeah, apparently, my mom has polio anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, man, you know, I want to give a personal shout out to the one guy that sent us emails just constantly because I love him and he's adorable. You know what? I haven't even read any of You've got him. mail. Ne what? You use AOL? Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm judging you. Don't you ever heard of Gmail? Me. I can watch the judgment flow. <laughs> Look at all that Square Enix, too. You're like a little kid. Jesus. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> This is my last episode, everybody. It was great <laughs> knowing you all. Notice I didn't say you're welcome to come back. <laughs> come on. I want to give personal out to this guy because he's been super nice. He's also, he's also brave enough to say things like, uh, I think you guys got this wrong. But not kind of like the um, rules it's written says. It's kind of guys like, hey, I don't think you've considered this. And I'm like, I can't even be mad at you. <laughs> it's not Brian Brushwood, though he's great at magic. Shout out to Square Enix for all the emails they've sent to Caleb. Honestly, <laughs> it's a lot. Like... Like, every other word is just Square Enix. <laughs> so much. Uh, Brian Brushwood, no. Zippo. I got a lighter once. Oh, I know. Sorry. You know what? You know who you are, and that's what matters. No, shut your mouth. <laughs> ah, here we go. Oh, great. His don't, name is... Hey, don't say his name wrong. Don't say his name wrong. Hey, Len, your name's insane. That's Rock, a tough one. Rock, paper, scissors for who goes first. It's all you, man. Wait, can we even do this in real time? Can't, we can try. Okay. One, two, three, then shoot. Okay. Okay. One, two, two three, shoot. That's okay. a finger. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. we got right. a I need to put up power. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. All right. One, One two, two, three, three. Shoot. It's, 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 it's all you. It's all you. Go. It's this is go. all staying in the podcast. <laughs>